Hi there, I'm Jake. Hi, I'm Krista. Uh, what do you know about DCOMs, Krista? Nothing. I watched uh, High School Musical and, and oh. Camp Rock. Oh, yeah. That's about it. <laughs> and I watched all of them. <laughs> all of them? Yeah, it was like an event in our house. <laughs> so join us for a DCOM deep dive where we're going to watch and review every single one. Halloween Town 2, Cabalar's Revenge. Cabalar's? Yeah, I said that on purpose. Oh. I thought it'd be funny. It <laughs> no. really wasn't that funny. I'm laughing so hard. Well, actually, when I first put the title down, I accidentally put Revenge with an M. <laughs> I like that word, Revenge. Yeah, Revenge. <laughs> so anyway, uh, it's time for our spooky season. And because, unfortunately, I got COVID last week, we're actually on time to put it out in October. So, I guess a good thing out of a very yucky disease. <laughs> well, and we took a break, which that wasn't originally planned, but I'm glad we did. Yeah. We needed it. <laughs> we did. We were burning through. Yes, we were. So, our hope is to put one out every other week, and we'll see how that goes. So, I feel like this one is a one that a lot of people really like, um, as long as, I mean, the whole Halloween Town, like, series. Oh, yeah. So, do you have any memories of this one as a kid? Yes, I was not allowed to watch it. <laughs> um, I think I finally watched part of it at 17 or 18 years old. Okay, so backstory. Harry Potter 1 came out November of 2001. Oh, okay. And so it was a big craze in the evangelical Christian world, which we were both in. Yes. And it was like, oh no, witchcraft. It's so bad. And this movie came out. I remember my mom just like wouldn't let us watch anything with witchcraft, even though she loved the first one. I think she just like... Being a mom of four kids, it was like, I don't have the bandwidth to think about yeah. this at all. Uh, I'm it, sure I would not have been allowed to watch. If there was a mention of witchcraft, I wasn't allowed to watch it, basically. That makes sense. Yeah. However, um, my mom got tired of the whole thing and told my dad or asked my dad like to read all the books. So he did. He loved them. He took us to the theater to see the movies and told us all to read the books. But for some reason, Halloween Town 2 remained on the band list. <laughs> For years. And so I was watching it at like 17 or 18. And my mom's like, is this Halloween Town 2? <laughs> and by the way, the third and fourth one had come out around this time. And I'd yeah. watched both. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. She's like, you are not allowed to watch that. I'm like, mom, I'm 17. And it clicked what she was saying. Was like, oh, yeah. Sorry. It, yeah. Was, it was either that or my sister told on me. I don't remember exactly how the story went. <laughs> Human memory is fragile. Well, I don't know. This is pretty intense stuff for a 17-year-old to be watching. Yeah, so. you better turn it off. <laughs> okay, this is nowhere near as scary as many of the other watch it, no. or like DCOMs that we have watched. Some of those I was like feeling a little nervous about. So, <laughs> so Yeah, uh, this is so tame and boring. Yeah, honestly, I feel bad saying it because so many people are nostalgic for it, but it is not a good movie. Well, we had fun watching one. Yeah. One was fun. I had fun watching parts of this one. Yeah. Well, it's just like one was very light and upbeat for the most part. And, and like it introduces the world in a fun way. And this one. When we get to Halloween Town, it's literally great. Yeah. From, like from very early on in the movie. So go ahead and give us the plot summary and then we can get into the movie a little more. So it's Halloween again and grandma has been living with uh, Marnie and her family. She's left Halloween town and this is the one day they can go back. And 
surprisingly, they're throwing a Halloween party on Halloween. And it's like there's trick or treating going on, but all the kids are like staying at the house. Well, that's because they're in like middle school and high school. No, there's like mostly elementary school kids. It looked like they had thrown the party for kids. Uh, I just thought it was like a cool like high school, middle school party because they're all asking each other to the dance. Yeah, which is in a few hours. <laughs> um, again, okay, keep going with the point. Bad idea. So um, Calabar's son, Cal, shows up to the party. We don't know it's Cal. And he steals Marnie's grandma's spell book, disappears to Halloween Town, and then he uses a spell in there to turn everyone gray and boring and... Yeah, that's basically it. And Marnie and Grandma are like, we got to turn everyone back from gray. Oh, no, we don't have the spell book. How do we get it? And so we're spending the whole book chase or the whole movie chasing the spell book and trying to undo the spell. They end up undoing it in literally the lamest, stupidest, most boring <laughs> way possible and the worst series events they could come up with. And it ends at the high school dance with Calabar trying to turn everybody at the Halloween dance into the thing they've dressed up into. Yeah, it's kind of like in Halloween Town, he wants all of the people, all of the creatures, I should say, to be what they've made fun of. And then he wants all of the humans to be what they've made fun of. Yeah, pretty much. So he doesn't like, but I don't really understand why he takes it out on Halloween Town. But I guess because Calabar wanted um the halloween town to re-go back into the, uh, the normal world, world. Yeah. so he's kind of mad about that so anyway yeah. it was overall a very boring experience with a few really funny parts yeah definitely I so mean, yeah as far as like the set and fashion because we were in another world i there was nothing that screamed like early 2000s for me. Even the outfits at the parties, because they're in Halloween costumes, it's not like 2000s fashion, really. I suppose there probably is some like different costumes, but like I, I w- didn't notice. But I did want to say one thing about the witch clothes, because the whole time they're they're talking about like... Like, they're witches, but they're not wearing what I would typically call a witch outfit. It's velvet, and it looks more like like a wizard clothing to me instead of, like, witch clothing. It's witchy. Like, witches to me wear, like, all black. A lot of times, like, the stereotypical witch, they wear, like, ratty clothes. Not that I would expect that from this, but, like, it's an all black thing. Thing, and it's just kind of like cloth, not like a velvet, like a very nice looking velvet with, um, you know, it has like stars and moons and that kind of thing on it. Yeah, it's cutesy witchy. Yeah, but right? I'm just saying. And then the only other thing I wanted to point out was that deep, deep side part. It is. Who had the side part? Marnie. Marnie? The main character, Marnie. Oh, I, so. didn't, I didn't even notice. Yeah, well, it's there. Do you have any tech stuff? I mean, she gets on Gould chat and grandma makes a bunch of internet references. Like, <laughs> oh, you young kids on the internet. And she's on some ripoff of AOL Instant Messenger. <laughs> uh, so I, I just feel like so many of these movies had to shoehorn in the internet because it was cool for teenagers to be on there. Well, absolutely it was. I feel like it's just like right now, Netflix and like all of their stuff, it has that texting bubble that people keep using. You know, like yeah, how they'll text. TV shows. Yeah, in TV shows. I really like it when it does that. I like it too. It makes it feel more real, but I wonder what it will be like in 20 years. I like. have no idea. <laughs> yeah, we don't text that way anymore. 
Who knows? Yeah, that's the lame way. <clears throat> but I, I also, we're not tracking this. I wish I had. It was enforced widescreen again. So in 16.9, instead of the original 4.3. Come on, Disney. Yeah. Why did you zoom it in for us? We don't want to see it zoomed in. So right. we're back out. Right. I'm also equally mad about this. I mean... <laughs> It's 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 not that big of a deal. Teasing. It's just stupid. It's like so unnecessary. Okay, something that annoyed me about the first movie is I felt like Marnie was so disrespectful to her mom. Oh like, yeah, over the top. Oh yeah, and it really bothered me. And I noticed actually right away that she is so much more respectful, and like she has kind of become the mediator. And almost like everybody's joking about the old beef that they used to have between the mom and the grandma. And Marnie is kind of the mediator between them. And then she like kind of kind of in like a sweet way teases her mom a little bit about, see, I'm not becoming full witch. Like, I'm still your daughter. Like, she does some kind of stuff like that. And so she's still I would still call the mom a disapproving mom. Oh, yeah. But she doesn't want Marnie to be a witch at all. No, but she's kind of like begrudgingly (laughs) allowing it. Um, not like being super supportive, but allowing it. Yeah. So I think I thought that was a good balance. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's still very much like, mom, mom, I'm growing up, mom. I could make my own choices. Yeah, but it wasn't as bad and it wasn't as rude. I Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. So we're having, we're at this party and like two neighbors who just moved in that day show up actually they just moved in like that hour (laughs) they just dropped by a stranger's house for a party like what who does that that's so weird uh, do you when we moved into this house was there a party across the street like let's just go let's see what it is yeah i don't know maybe they'll invite us in and let's bring lime ice cream and let's hit on the girls and make this them take us to rooms with just the two of us also do you want to go to the costume party with me is what like both of it's a it's Cal and a single dad Alex. Yes. And they ask the mom and Marnie to go with to them with the to the dance. Oh, that drove me absolutely crazy because nobody asks someone to go to the dance with them the day of the dance. It's usually multiple weeks prior and you've coordinated your outfits. Hello. <laughs> I didn't coordinate my outfits with any you of my didn't people go with dates. I sure did. Oh, you did? Uh-huh. What? To a couple of dances. Little did you know. Did we coordinate outfits? No. We were in middle school. Oh, well, middle school dance. Still didn't? <laughs> well, the only dance that my school had at all was prom. That's it. So prom oh. was a little bit bigger deal and you would coordinate. They would wear the same color tie as your dress. Oh, yeah. You know? Well, prom, like, they do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, but at a dance, no. Yeah, I guess. But if you wanted to do a, a couple costume. Yeah, sure. Yeah, couple costume, couple costume, what? couple costume. You know, speaking of like couples, <laughs> Cal, even though he like he sh- he's revealed to be the villain like within the first few minutes and Marnie's aware like he's the villain. He's the bad guy. He's done all this to Halloween Town and he keeps flirting with her. Well, okay, so I wanted to say something about this because it drove me crazy, and I feel like you're going to know what I'm going to say. Sure. But, so he starts flirting with her before she knows he's bad, and he, like, hey, show me around your house. So she does. This really bothers me because, I like, women know, and I know she's young, but, like, you don't bring a boy you just met into a private room 
like a safety reason. You see what I'm saying? I knew not to do that. Right. I knew exactly. not to follow a girl right. into her room. Like now, it was obviously, a- if there's a big party, it is a little different. But like he is pretty creepy. And like she gives away family secrets and reveals a secret room to this guy she literally just met. And it yeah. was too unbelievable for me. Yeah, it was really dumb. Yeah, I uh, it just made me so frustrated. I know 13-year-olds are stupid with the opposite sex. She was like, 13? I thought she was older than that. They said she's 13. I'm 13 oh. now, Mom. Okay, well. Yeah. Well, still. she's probably a little older in real life, but. Yeah, she looked older. supposed to be two years after the original. Gotcha. And in real life, I think it's been three. Gotcha. So, whatever. But yeah, it, that bothered me, too. I mean, she literally has to use a spell to make Grandma's room appear. Right. And then brings him in there. Uh, I mean, he doesn't see the spell, but he knows. He's Calabar. Such a bad idea. Such a bad idea. The other thing that I really did not like, this is kind of off subject, but it was around this time. You watch Grandma. She's checking in on everybody in Halloween Town through a crystal ball. Yeah. And I don't know why. It shouldn't have bothered me, but it really bothered me that she's like snooping on people's private lives. Like, she's big brother watching everybody in Halloween town. She doesn't go in anyone's house. It's all outside. I don't care. Like, like, what if I, okay, what if I go outside and I have a booger and I pick my booger and grandma sees it? Like, I don't want her to see that. I've looked around. Nobody's watching. I picked a booger. Maybe it's just part of being magical. You know you could be magically watched. Ah, I hate that so much. I, I, I mean, I'm not a fan, but I'm just trying to justify this poor movie and give it a little credit. <laughs> Aggie is being unethical in the way that she watches the inhabitants of Halloween Town. Yeah, well, she As- watches, uh, <laughs> what's his name, Gord? And he's <laughs> yeah. like, everything lost ends up it's, at Gord's house. It's Gord. Gort. Gort with a T? Yes. Oh. I thought it was Gord the whole time. But it's it Gort. Gort. Oh, well, Gort is the highlight of the entire movie. Yes. It's this black man playing like a troll character. And when he's regular Gort, he's like really quirky and mean and talks like Fat Albert for some reason. (laughs) And then when he gets turned into gray Gort, right, because all the residents have been turned gray, he's like really prim and proper. He's almost British. He's like really organized. Both Gorts were so entertaining. They were. And that man. Oh, I loved him. Well, of all of the top cast members, he has like 200, over 200 credits. Oh. So he is like an accomplished actor. And he, he does music as well and stage acting. So besides, of course... Um, oh, Debbie Reynolds. Debbie Reynolds. I yeah. couldn't think of the word. Who's playing Aggie? Yes. Besides Debbie Reynolds, he is clearly a very like seasoned actor as opposed to I mean they're kids but it's like he just understood the assignment and he showed up for work and he's like we're gonna have as much fun as possible on this Disney movie and he made it as fun as possible every scene he was in was yeah it was the best scene and he's not in any other Halloween Town movies there's four of these he's only in two the worst one (laughs) this is a tragedy that's the worst one easily even more than four? Four is fine. Four. Oh, here's okay. what's really funny about four. It just plays like a really bad Harry Potter. <laughs> and so it ends up being kind of entertaining because of that. 
because the the story element is there yeah yeah and it's funny because this came first and then in one of the sequels it's ripping off what came later so (laughs) we'll get to that in like three years in real life you know however long so they have to go to grandma's house to find a copy of the spell book and uh yeah it turns out she's lost and they have to go to gort's house but while they're at grandma's house uh What's her name? Marnie's talking to Luke, the goblin from the first movie, who's for some reason decided to follow them. Yeah. So when I was reading the like reviews people wrote, they're like, yeah, like Luke was bad. You know, like they were talking about Luke like he was her best friend. But I feel like he was. He is barely in the first movie. Yeah. And he's kind of implied to be a villain for the first half. Right. And then like their their interactions like. Luke, or sorry, Marnie and Luke, they don't really like seem to have fun together, barely. They no. barely talk to each other. Yeah. He's just like in every scene. Ugh. It's very strange. <laughs> yeah, and he's in his gray mode. So he's a human and he's. I kind of wonder if the gray mode was to save money. It was cheaper to like paint people up gray and to put them in bad <laughs> prosthetics. I don't think so. I think it was like, I think it was a good plot point. That's one thing I actually liked is I thought. It looked good. Yeah, I thought it like good. it that was wasn't my complaint for yeah. kids. Like it was very visually obvious that something was wrong. That's true. So I think I thought that was a good move um, because it, it probably would have been harder to show that, you know, everybody was different if it was. I mean, they could have showed them all as humans, but the gray was more effective. So at grandma's house, Marnie is talking to Luke and accidentally turns him back to regular Luke and undoes the gray spell. What'd you say? A part? Okay, so yeah, they find out that saying the word trappa reverses the spell because it's normally a part. Which, but here's what's worse. Marnie later does this long dialogue. What if we could hack into the spell like hackers into a backdoor? We need a backdoor for the spell. Maybe that's how I accidentally turned Luke back from gray mode. And they realize, yeah, it's just the word trappa because it's a part backwards the spell though couldn't just be the word apart i know i I thought that too because you say the word apart but then they're like okay but you have to say it like a spell yeah what so that makes kind of more sense but i'm still like but she wasn't saying it like a spell when she said it accidentally to luke so that doesn't make sense it's a terrible plot hole it's so stupid it's very bad so they go to Gord's house to find the backup uh, spell book. And um, he's like, oh, I sold it to Calabar 50 years ago. Well, we got to go back in time at Gord's house so we can get the spell book before Calabar does, which is so stupid. If you can go back in time, there's so many better things you can already do. Yeah. You can go back in time and make sure Calabar is never born. Like, not that you would do that, but it's like, dude. You did not need to put that in this movie. <laughs> Every like, time there's a back in time element, I just, I just really have to suspend disbelief because. Yeah, I did. I mean, I know we both did, but at the same time, there are so many holes with it. It's, it's a problem. It's, yeah. <laughs> and they, and they like seem to have absolutely no way of controlling how far back they go. But then they seem to have some sort of control with how far forward they go, which doesn't make sense either because they, they like end up in random spots in history, like with a caveman and like some other random stuff. But then they finally like kind of get it right. It's just so weird. 
I thought she was just bad at time travel. She was figuring it out. Well, maybe that's it. But I but, do want to. Oh, good. Oh, sorry. Is this still about this? No, go ahead. Okay. I want to like take a second. So there is this like subplot that's happening oh. during all of this. So we mentioned that Cal's dad is around. Alex. And he is hitting on the mom and the mom is into it. And then he starts kind of acting weird. And the like little sister, Sophie, who also has uh, powers, she starts to suspect like she starts looking up maybe that he's some sort of magical creature. A golem. Yes. And I looked this up because I thought they made it up and they did not make it up. It's a real thing as in a real mythical creature. Oh, yeah. You know about this? Well, golems are in every video game. Okay. Well, I didn't know about this. So I found on, it was like a Jewish museum site, which was interesting. Oh. Um, it's a Jewish creature, actually. Oh. So a golem is a creature formed out of a lifeless substance, such as dust or earth, that is brought to life by ritual incantations and sequences of Hebrew letters. It can be brought into being a human creature, becomes a helper, a companion, or a rescuer of an imperiled Jewish community. And in many golem story, stories, the creature runs amok and the golem itself becomes a threat to the creator. Um, but originally it said, I don't know why, but creating a golem was a way for a medieval Jewish mystic to come closer to God. Oh. Well, it's fascinating. This, yeah, well, in this, they're not lifeless. He's made, they're made out of frogs. He's made out of like a literal pile of frogs. Yeah, he's living. Made, yeah, he is made out of a living thing, um, but... According to this like tradition, if this is correct, it's dust or earth. And yeah, in every video game, it's like an elemental golem. It's like ice golem, earth golem, <laughs> fire golem. Well, I just thought it was making fun of Gollum from the Lord of the Rings, which is my what I thought it was. Oh, so when I like Googled it, I was like, what? <laughs> now <laughs> you else. know. Yeah. So and the other thing I wanted to say about this B plot is they have this like. Like, they, what do they call them? Walkie-talkies? Yeah, but it's like those little talking heads. Yeah, it was silly. But the sister and brother keep going to the mom and saying, oh, this thing is happening. This magical thing is happening. And the mom is just like not believing him. And that to me seemed unbelievable because she's a witch and she doesn't like the other world, but she knows about it. So I don't understand why she won't believe anything that they're saying. And she does magic later. Right. And they have this whole thing about her having a magical instinct because she's the daughter of a witch. Right. Oh. Did you notice that while you were watching? I mean, I just, yeah, I wondered about that a little bit. I was more distracted with the time travel plot because, <laughs> because <clears throat> somehow while they're time traveling in the past, Cowell stops them mid-time travel. Oh. He reaches from the present into the past and interrupts like what they're doing. See, I, I thought that was something different. I thought Cal, like past Cal, like they ended up where past Cal was. May maybe. <laughs> this just should tell you people this movie is broken. <laughs> It's broken. It's seriously broken. Like the writers could have made so many just small adjustments to make it a better movie and less confusing. <laughs> well, and by the time we've got to Gord, we're like 45 minutes in, man. Yeah. Of an hour and 15 minutes. Like, I feel like we haven't been talking that long, but like 
so much movie has happened. Yeah, and it just should be easily summed up by all the things we've said. It's that meh. Yeah, it's like I felt like with the other one, it was a little more fast paced than this. This one felt very slowly paced. Oh yeah, like, well, the other one was so slow. silly. Yeah, I mean, like they go to a vampire dentist and pull out a vampire's tooth. They get ghost sweat at this like really cheesy looking gym. Yes, they go get a broom and her and. Aggie are flying around like, how do you do spells? Well, you just really want it. Wee! <laughs> yeah, it's a lot more like just silly fun. And this one is a lot more like, I mean, a lot of the reviews I read, they're all like, oh, it's so much darker. Like they were, they were just saying that. And it is, it is darker, but yeah. like it, it didn't make it better. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. Okay. Well, yeah, hang on a sec. Let me see. So they're stuck in Halloween Town because I don't even remember. They get stuck and they can't make it back to the mortal world. And basically, they just make up a new spell. They're like, cool, let's just make up a spell and go back to the human world. Sophie, you say the same thing I'm going to say. But they don't communicate what no. they're going to say. No, they don't. So that's magical instinct siblingness. Yeah. Okay, I can go wow, with magical incredible. instinct. Uh, yeah, that was that has never been established in the lore, but I guess it's fine. I mean, they talk about how, like, basically they're breaking some old code about only being able to go to and from Halloween Town on Halloween, and it's like the code of Merlin, and they somehow undo it by being better at magic than I guess Merlin. I don't know. To be honest, by this point, I was so bored. <laughs> I was like mentally checking out. Yeah, would, we well, we should say they they have to be back by midnight, which we have said, I think, but the time goes out. So they yeah. are stuck. And that's why they make up this new spell. They're like, so they make a portal. And Cal at this point is in the human world and he has made, I guess he is just like, okay, I'm stuck in the human world. But he has like gone to this high school costume dance. And he has turned them all into what, like the monster. But like, we don't have any evidence that he's done that to the whole world. It's like, oh no, it's just this dance. It's like this one dance is the focal point of his revenge against humanity. Yeah, like I'm gonna take it out on this high school dance. <laughs> and not only that, but when this, you laughed at this. When I'm like, all right, let's count down to midnight, everybody. Sixty. <laughs> 59, 58, and it's like, okay, we're just doing a really long countdown so Cal can cast this spell or something. That's basically what they're doing. That's ridiculous. Who counts down from 60? I'm going to do that this, uh, like, New Year's Eve. Remind yeah. me. We're going to count down from 60 this year. I mean, you might as well start counting from, like, 74, 73. Why do we start so high? I don't know. Let's start at 100. Like, heck. Actually, I did, a like, an... Uh, a video go on youtube look up karate boys three is a video me and some middle schoolers from at a church made and um yeah we made fun of that they're like let's do a really long countdown and i think one of the middle school boys thought that was funny it's like okay and they start from like 79 or something dude this is kind of stupid of me but i like my brain just cannot focus on a countdown for that long. So I would definitely skip numbers if I tried to go from 60. I would be like 69, 68. Wait, I started above 60. And Cal is reading <laughs> you know the I mean? spell at like half 
a word a second <laughs> or just so slow. Oh and then in the middle of the spell, he swaps from like which language to English. Okay. Yeah. So he, she comes back. They all say the spell. He like, I don't even know how they defeat him. I guess they all work together. They do the portal. They cast um, magic at each other. Yeah. Marnie and him are like. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because she glows. Yeah. And she's like, don't right. let your father's hate decide. We don't have to hate of each other. And he turns into like Venom from Spider-Man 3. And he's like. Yes, that was creepy. That part was creepy because, yeah, he gets all black and sticky and gross looking. And then when he's defeated, he says he'll be back. Yeah, he never comes back. Never comes back. No. There's no Halloween Town 5. Calabar's son's revenge. Yeah, one more go. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. We'll do it this time and it'll be better. Uh, Did you notice Debbie Reynolds' last line? I think I yelled it when we were watching it. No. We were like, well, Marnie. You don't have anything left to teach me. Are you kidding me? The next two sequels are both school movies. Halloween Town High and then Return to Halloween Town. It's like Halloween Town College. She literally goes to school twice more. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, the grandma's trying to teach uh, Marnie and then Marnie teaches her this new spell. And so she's just like, you know, yeah. that's why she says that. But you're right. I think the sequel writers were like, yeah, just forget about Halloween Town 2. We're just going to write a good movie. <laughs> You're saying Halloween Town 3 is a good movie? It is. It is. In my memory, the same vibe as Halloween Town 1. Like, very oh, okay. fun, okay. lighthearted. 4 is a bit darker. 4 really just doesn't feel like Halloween Town because it's all different actors, basically. Right. Sarah Paxton? Come on. <laughs> Lucas Graybrill? <laughs> However you say his name. Uh, they're actually really great, but it just it's, just feels different at that point. Okay, I have one more thing I didn't understand. So this whole time she's been saying, what is it, trapping apart to set things back? Yeah. But when she s- turns everyone back, she says a much longer phrase backwards. Well, Did yeah. you notice that? Trappa was the, the hack. It was the back door. It was oh. a much longer spell in the book. Again, just I don't get it. She happened into the right phrase that happened to be a backdoor for a spell. Okay, whatever. Wow, I really didn't get that till this moment. So Yeah, you just gotta suspend disbelief so deep that you're you might as well we might as well all be fairies in the real world right now. Like I'm suspending disbelief about the real world now because of this movie. <laughs> Like, we're all dogs and cats and lizard people. Yeah, we're all gray and everything else is colored. Yeah, Um. okay, I do have one more question, I guess. Uh-huh. Marty says she doesn't have to choose between mom and grandma now. Is that because she's opened the portal between Halloween Town and her? I suppose so. Okay. That makes sense. I never thought about that. Okay, I guess I didn't understand that at first, but yeah, okay. Well, that's the movie. <laughs> Thank God. Thank God. I just... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you if you want a nostalgia watch this, it's a good time with friends, I would think. And I think maybe if three and four are really better than this, I think as a whole for what's that called? It's not a trilogy. Quadrally? Uh, tetrology? <laughs> tetralogy. I was right. Tetralogy? Yeah, tetralogy. Is a four. Tetra is four in Greek. Oh. And so the ology logia. That's why I thought it was Tetra, yeah. All right, nerd. Yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah, I love yeah. it. <laughs> Proud of that. Proud of that one. Why did I even say that? Okay, I think people maybe see it as a tetralogy. 
Yeah. Um, instead of just like this number two, because yeah. it's not good. But the first one was super fun. So I totally get it. Okay. So we've been tracking different things. Um, in this one, there is a disapproving parent and there is a single parent, but nothing else. Um, so I'll give you where they are now, which this one is really fun. And I've I've done some of these characters a couple times. Marnie, I've done this is the third time, but I have some new stuff. So um Marnie Piper was played by Kimberly J. Brown. She has 32 credits. She um is known for bringing down the house in Tumbleweeds. Um, she was in Guiding Light, the TV series, for 43 episodes um, and 15 episodes of General Hospital. Um, she was most recently in an episode of The Ghost and Molly McGee in 2023. So she does act some, but not as much. She did get her bachelor's degree in business in 2010. Um, this is my favorite thing. And this actually applies. I mentioned it in quits, but it applies to this movie. And so it makes me so excited. Um in 2016, she reconnected with Halloween Town 2 co-star Daniel Koontz, who plays Cal, so the bad guy, for a project on YouTube. And they began dating after that project, and they're now engaged. So um, they haven't gotten married yet, but they're engaged. And she had an interview with CBS News, and this is what she said. So this is a quote. It was years ago I messaged him on Facebook because I thought he would be great to do some of the sketches I was working on for my YouTube channel, says Brown. Because I'm sure if he was in one, the fans would get a kick out of it. And we met up and started hanging out and he was in some of the sketches. And then we just started, I get, what did the kids say? Catching feelings. Did we say that? Did the kids say that? (laughs) I don't know. The two of them, well, I think it's really her TikTok, but they have a lot of TikTok. So if you're on TikTok, you could check her out. Um, she's also on Cameo. She has a book out and she has an Etsy shop called Craftily Creative. And she mostly puts out stuff having to do with Halloween Town on it. She's also been partnering with JCPenney's to sell makeup. So Kimmy J. Kimmy J. Going straight to Cal, uh, the bad guy, Daniel Koontz. Um, he has 28 credits. Known for episode of Mad Max, 17 episodes of Youthful Days, and Halloween Town 2. And also, okay, he was in one episode of Quintuplets. Is that a TV show? It's a TV show on Fox about, I think, parents who are raising quintuplet teenagers. Sure enough. And I was like, what? Like, so she, if you don't remember, she's in Quince, which is about quintuplet siblings. Right. But anyway, I just thought that was really weird. <laughs> I wonder if they know that. He's only in one episode. So he's not like a regular. Who knows? But... Maybe they've talked about that. Yeah, I know. They have to have. Um, he was most recently in God of War uh, Ragnarok video game in 2022. Oh. But um, he hasn't acted a ton lately. Um, but he did say this about Halloween Town 2 um in people magazine they've done a lot of interviews since they've been engaged because people are pumped about it it's precious it is good for them it's great so he said in people magazine we've done some fan events and one of the things that strikes me the most is the being normal is vastly overrated line and how much that quote has meant to so many people so many people come up and they say I just want you to know that got me through my childhood because I felt that I was different, but it made me feel better. It almost brings a tear to my eye now. Cute. I know. I thought that was so precious. Okay. Aggie Cromwell 
is obviously the legend, Debbie Reynolds. Uh, so mom to Carrie Fisher, if you didn't know, which you better know. Um, <laughs> most known for singing in the rain, in and out, the unsinkable Molly Brown and the Debbie Reynolds show. Her last appearance was in a TV short called The 7D in 2015, and she passed away in 2016. What a queen. Ah, oh, such a queen. Um, I did find this quote from, uh, what was his name? Sorry, Daniel Coons, who I was just talking about. I did find this quote from Daniel Coons, um, also for one of those interviews I mentioned before. He said, she was 68 at the time I worked with her on Halloween Town 2. She was running around on set, dancing, singing, telling jokes. We had one scene where it was really late at night. There was a bunch of extras and everyone was tired. It was one in the morning and she noticed and she was like, well, we need to bring up the energy. What a legend. Of course she was like that. I know. But also, how could you have kids be working that late? (laughs) I don't know. Child labor loss. Seriously. Hollywood's weird, man. Hollywood is weird. Um, Dylan Piper is the brother. His name is Zoe Zimmerman. Now, all of these I've talked about before. Joey? Sorry, Joey Zimmerman. Did I say Zoe Zimmerman? Yeah. <laughs> you said Zoe Zimmerman. <laughs> well, I've talked about these guys on Halloween Town, so I'm just going to do like a quick review. He has 31 credits, um, and lately he hasn't been acting much, but he is a photographer, and he has done some stuff with media companies, but doesn't seem to be too much anymore. Sophie Piper, I really like her. She's the sister. Her name is Emily Rosk. Um, She only has six credits, but it's because now she teaches mixed martial arts at Surprise Family Karate in Arizona. She has her fifth degree black belt. Jeez. Luke, the guy we didn't know why he was in there. His name is Philip Van Dyke with 37 credits. Um, He currently runs a sales floor for a financial services company, and he's in a wine club and likes to rock climb. And then Gort, not Gord, <laughs> his name is Blue Mankuma, who has 203 credits. He's most known for 2012, The Rights of Ransom Pride, Upside Down, and The Final Cut. And he is still acting. So I don't know how old he is by now. But in 2023, he was in this movie called Broken Angel. He was born in Seattle, but lives in Vancouver because he moved there to dodge Vietnam. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Like he's admitted to this. So Gort. Right. So he's a boomer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's he's pretty I I don't know how old That's he is. That's literally but, a boomer move. Right. <laughs> so he's also an avid musician, singer, songwriter, and stage actor. Um, so he's a he's the real deal. Okay. Disney connections. <sighs> yeah, so John Cooksey and Ellie Marie Matheson, they wrote Halloween Town one and two. Uh, and many episodes of So what? Weird and Rugrats. So I know. They, I know. they wrote both? I know. I was, huh. uh, you know, sometimes things interfere and yeah, maybe they were just having fun with it. They didn't care. <laughs> you know, I can respect that. I guess. <laughs> uh, well, it says that they worked on the first one, but that Paul Burbaum did the primary scripting for the oh, first one. Well. And he also wrote, that guy wrote Renekid, which I thought was a decom for years, but it's not. Huh. Old Kimmy J, uh, Kimberly J. Brown. I'm sorry if you don't like that name, Kimberly. It just sounds fun. Uh, she's in all the Halloween Town movies except for four and Quince. Judith Wag, the mom. She's in all four. She's actually, her and Aggie are the only ones in all four. Oh, really? Aggie's in all four? She's in four for like a second. Oh, okay. It's like a 
um, a Star Wars looking cameo where she's like, help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. She looks like one of those. Um, <laughs> yeah, Sophie and Dylan don't make it back for Halloween Town 4. They're just in three. Uh, Luke doesn't come back for any Halloween Towns. He's done. Only in one and two. So sad. <laughs> and then uh, Robin Thomas, who played Calabar, he's just in this one in flashbacks. He plays Glenn Woods in Horse Sense. I, I knew who it was in the Horse Sense one. I think he's a banker. But he got the girl. He did. He got the girl. He did. Scott Owen, who's the announcer at the dance, he's like, all right, everybody, 60, 59. <laughs> he plays Reach and Up, Up, and Away, which is a Mr. Fantastic ripoff. Stretch Powers. <laughs> okay. Mark Mothersbaugh did the music for Halloween Town 1 and 2. Oh. And Can of Worms. He did a total of five decoms. Those are all kind of spooky. Love it. Yeah, and he he did the music was a highlight. Yeah, it was good. I mean, right off the bat, I heard the theme from the first one. I thought, oh, they're reusing it. How nice. <laughs> all right, time to rank it. Well, might I do some critical review? Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, not because this is a good movie, but I think because people like the movie. <laughs> Um, IMDb has a 6.3 out of 10, which is pretty decent. And Raw Tomatoes is not a splat. It's a 62%. And there are movies that are much better than this that have much lower scores. Ugh. So it's just nostalgia. Uh huh. Fireworks 022187 in 2002 said. Now, I've seen some pretty bad sequels in my day, but this one was just plain terrible. Yeah. The acting was worse. The story was lame. And Kimberly J. Brown really grates my cheese. She can't act. I hated this one. The first one may not have been Oscar material, but it was a hell of a lot better. Jeez. <laughs> um, the ending was almost the same as the, as the first. Marty stands up to the big bad using her own willpower. How tacky. So didn't like it. Jonathan D. He said, I really love this one. He said, just like its predecessor, this movie is made for individuals that loved the Disney era films. It's not good, but it's like chicken soup for the soul. Cute. <laughs> I like it. In 2020, some anonymous person said, the thing that works in this movie is Marty. The thing that doesn't is the story. <laughs> yeah, that's a perfect review. <laughs> I thought the actors were all fun. They yeah, all, yeah. They all, they all understood the assignment perfectly. Yeah, Aggie's great. Marnie's good. The kids are great. It's just cute. It's fun. Yeah, uh, there was some critic, like real critics that reviewed it. Cinema Crazed, um, the guy's name is Felix Vasquez Jr. He says, much darker and focused on narrative with the battle of good and evil and carrying on the storyline, which I don't know where he got the carrying on the storyline, but whatever. So that is the reviews. Now it's our turn. What do we give Halloween Town 2 out of 10? Uh, for me, a 10 being Brink and a 1 being Rip. <laughs> a 10 being Brink and a 1 being Rip Girls. Rip Girls is the worst. <laughs> I give it a 4. Nah, I give it a 4.5. It's just bad. Uh this is hard. Yeah, so I was thinking around those lines. I gave a Halloween Town, just regular Halloween Town, a six, which is not great. 
Um, but it is an early one, so maybe I need to adjust. And I also really, I liked Under Wraps more than this, and I gave that a five. Yeah, I felt but the I same way. But I definitely liked it more than Ready to Run, which was a four. So I'm going to actually go with you and do a 4.5 as well. I liked Ready to Run better than this. Well, did I? What was Ready to Run about? Horse, I'm ready to run. No, I did not I'm ready that. to fly. <laughs> I like yeah. this more. I, I'm going to give Ready to Run a four then. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> I'm probably always, like, if they're almost tied, I'm probably going to give one with, like, a magical or a fun element like that a little bit higher than an average story, usually. Yeah. If they're tied. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's just more fun to watch a bad movie that's about a fantastical thing. It just is. Talking horses? Oh, yeah. I forgot they talked. Come on. <laughs> that's how bad it is. <laughs> Sinbad has a cameo that's really dumb. Yeah, it is. <laughs> okay. Well, that brings us to the end. The next one, we're going to jump to a whole different uh, holiday with Twas the Night. Twas the Night. What do you think Twas the Night's about, Krista? Oh, Twas the Night. Well, I'm going to guess maybe about Christmas. Wow. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I bet that the night before Christmas, uh, something goes wrong in the North Pole. And oh, no, Christmas is canceled unless they fix that thing. And then they fix it and everything's fine. And Christmas happens because of the main character. I mean, you kind of hit every Christmas movie in one sentence. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I So I probably got this one right. Yeah. But Twas the Night, um, which has Brian Cranston as the main guy, by the way. I don't know who that is. The lead in Breaking Bad. What? Uh-huh. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to love this movie. Brian Cranston. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, everything you said is, like, close enough, but it's not. It's oh, not that okay, close. Okay, okay. Like, you hit every Christmas well, movie there, but really, if you if you know the plot of this movie, you know what I'm saying. But you know, th- this title did not give me a lot. No, no to be fair, no, it didn't. So, um, also, I did want to say this is the last of 2001, and then after Twas the Night, we will be into 2002. Wow, I think that's a year of decoms, like every month. Yeah, there's a lot. Um, and then after, hang on, let me look. Yeah, we got actually a lot. 2002 is less than 2001. The height was the two, just 2000. So wow. 2002 is less, but it is still uh, quite a few. Seven, but it's still seven. Oh, so. but 2003, I'm really looking forward to. <laughs> just looking at this list, 03. Ah. All right. Well, join us next time for a little Christmas in October right before Halloween. Woohoo! Bye. <laughs> Bye. Thanks for listening to DCOM Deep Dive. Make sure you follow us on social media where Krista has photoshopped our faces onto every single DCOM and watch these movies where they're legally available. I'm talking Disney Plus. I'm talking random on YouTube or Amazon. That helps uh, the podcast out. It helps Disney out. All right. Thanks for listening.